You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode 205. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we are talking the three do's and don'ts for entrepreneurs in the making. Now, one thing I know for sure is that the fear of not being good enough is a tough feeling to shake. If you struggle with this one, it tends to show up in many places and way too often. I don't know if it will ever completely go away, but I am proof that you can silence that voice considerably. So if the fear of not being good enough or that you're not doing enough or that you're not doing it right, if those fears come up for you, then this is the show for you. In this episode, I'm going to introduce you to a powerhouse named Rachel Hollis. Rachel manages a lifestyle website with almost 2 million readers each year. She has more than 800,000 actively engaged followers on social media. And as CEO of Chic Media, she's formed partnerships with major companies like Sprint, CoverGirl, Walmart, and Target to create inspiring, obtainable digital content for women and moms of all types and ages. Her new book is called Girl, Wash Your Face, Stop Believing the Lies About Who You Are So You Can Become Who You Are Meant to Be. Gotta love that title, right? So Rachel attracts a female audience, but for you gentlemen, I feel this episode will still ring true for you and be valuable as you work on strengthening your mindset as an entrepreneur. I wanted to invite Rachel to talk about the pressures that we all face as mothers and fathers and husbands and wives and employees and, of course, entrepreneurs. And I wanted her to talk about how to break through some of those major fears that we are constantly up against as we put ourselves out there on social media and in videos and everything else we do to build our online business. Now, I titled this episode, The Three Don'ts and Three Do's for Entrepreneurs in the Making. And I said entrepreneurs in the making because I know that many of you, when you're being really honest and maybe just talking to yourself and nobody else, you don't always completely see yourself as a full-fledged entrepreneur just yet. You might still have a day job, or you might not be making enough money yet to sustain yourself or to support a family. So saying you're an entrepreneur might feel like a stretch at times, but I'm here to tell you that you are an entrepreneur. You are showing up, you're building your business online, you're working hard toward a really major goal. You are legit, so I want you to own it. So there's my little pep talk for you before we even bring on Rachel. Now, before we dive in, this episode is brought to you by my free masterclass, The Ultimate List Building Catch-Up Plan, my proven three-stack system for leveraging the most what's working now list building strategies without the stress and tech confusion or crazy overwhelm that often comes with getting your list building platform up and running. 
So this is a totally free masterclass. If you are not list building yet, or if you're struggling with list building, you've got to get on this masterclass, amyporterfield.com forward slash list building, amyporterfield.com forward slash list building. Okay. I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Rachel. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show. I genuinely appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Before we jump in, for my listeners who are new to you, tell me a little bit about who you are and what you're all about. So I am Rachel Hollis. What I am all about, I'm super passionate about inspiring and motivating other women to live into who they dream of becoming. I actually got my start in business, I don't know, over a decade ago, I was an event planner here in Los Angeles. And I started a blog as a way to market the event planning company. And slowly that blog got some traction and attention. And I have just kind of followed this organic growth, building this online community of women all over the world. And it has really grown with me as I've grown into being a woman and a mom and a CEO. And that's what I'm all about. I love hanging out with other women on live. I love the idea that you are allowed to be whoever you dream and aspire to be. Awesome. I like guys too. I know you have some guy listeners, Amy. <laughs> I have a lot of gentlemen um, on the yeah. show. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to talk uh, yeah. about some principles that I, will relate to them as well. Absolutely. But I just, I secretly, I love my girlfriend. So that's <laughs> what I'm all about. Awesome. So let's talk about this first principle because it is a huge don't in the online world. It's about comparing yourself to other people. So don't number one, don't look at what other people are doing. Talk to me about this one. Yeah. So I think this is really interesting for anybody who lives in the digital space because so often you are looking at what other people are doing, what competitors are doing or like-minded brands are putting out as a way to get inspiration or know what's trending. And I think that's fantastic and a great way to start your social journey, but it can really easily lead you to think that you shouldn't even try that you're never going to be as good as their feed is or their work is or that someone else has already done it. I think a lot of times when we look outside of ourselves, when we begin to compare, it stops us right in our tracks. So I think if you find yourself doing that, then the best thing that you can do is stop consuming other people's feeds for a while and just focus on what you do really well, what you're really passionate about and what you know can add the most value to your customers. Uh, so very true. I love it. And you say comparison is the death of joy. Yes, because I think that every time that you look honestly for anything, it takes the power away from you. It takes the joy away from what you are building. And I always love that saying, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Yes. So oftentimes you're like, I'm sure you get this too. I'll have young women who will send me notes and, oh, I, I wish that I could have a business like yours, or I wish that I could write a book, or I wish, but I'll never be. And I'm like, girl, I have been doing this for 12 years. This is 12 years of work to get to this place. Don't compare my 12 years in with your very first step in this direction. Uh, so very true. I say it all the time. I love that. Okay, so I personally resonate with this next don't, especially in my early years, but even still today, some of the time. And that is don't number two, don't let others make you feel guilty about taking time for your business. Now, yes. with me, 
it's not that my family makes me feel guilty. I actually genuinely feel guilty when Hobie's home from the fire station and I'm working all day or Mm. I miss a wrestling tournament because I have to go to a live event or whatever it might be. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of guilt there. But is this one just about what others actually make you feel guilty or can you make yourself feel guilty as well? Well, so the thing that I can compare this to best, because I think the guilt shows up most often for parents, for working parents, men and women, is that we miss those opportunities and then we feel this sense of shame about what we did and didn't do. But what I have realized in my career as, as both a worker and a mother is that that guilt doesn't serve me in any way. And it doesn't serve my children in any way. It actually just makes things worse because now in that time that I am spending with them, I'm beating myself up or I'm thinking that I'm not enough or I'm going through this list in my head. So I had this epiphany a few years ago where I thought, gosh, what if you are exactly the mother that they are supposed to have? What if you are exactly the wife that he is supposed to be partnered with? What if you're exactly who you're supposed to be and you're wasting this energy fighting yourself on all the things that you're not? It doesn't serve you and it doesn't help you. So I think if you can more fully live into, it's a really incredible thing to build a business. That's something to be proud of. I think that we all know our limits and you know if you're spending too much time at work, but if it's just that you have to work today. And sometimes in life we have to work and we, we miss out on other opportunities. I don't think that it serves you to rake yourself over the coals for that. I never thought of it that way. What if I'm exactly what my stepson Cade needs in his life and I'm meant to be, or exactly the wife that will light Hobie up all Mm -hmm. of my insecurities and my issues and my weaknesses, all of it is exactly what he needs. That's a really cool way of looking at it. Yeah, it was a really profound moment in my life. I went to a conference a few years ago and I had this epiphany of, I grew up in the church and so there's a lot that wraps around women and faith and who you're supposed to be. And for me, I had this epiphany like, oh my gosh, what if God made me this way? What if I am, this is exactly the the mom and the wife and the friend and the daughter. What if these boys need to see a woman as a CEO and an entrepreneur? What if that will inspire them to become whoever they're going to become instead of what if being a working mom means that I'm going to mess them up? What if right. it's the opposite? Right. So cool. I love that. Okay. Then we're moving on to our final don't, number three. Don't feel like other people are in charge of your dreams. What do you mean by this one? Well, the hilarious thing is I was working out today and I actually have a t-shirt on that my staff made me, which says nobody cares about your dreams Um, (laughs) because I love the idea that our dreams are fully ours to own and manifest and build on. If you put it on, it doesn't matter if you have the most supportive partner in business or in life or your parents are super supportive of you. If you are hoping that someone else is going to make your dream a reality, you will be disappointed because nobody ever can love it and care about it the way that you can. You are the one that's going to have to get up early. You're the one that's going to have to put in the hours after the kids are in bed. You are the one that has to choose this over and over and over. So don't let anybody be in charge of your dreams. And also don't, uh, one of the 
best things I've ever heard years ago was someone said, don't let someone in the cheap seats have an expensive opinion in your life. <laughs> so good. Right? Like, don't let someone who is not in here fighting for this every single day make you feel any certain way about who or what you are. These are your dreams. And I believe that the fire in our hearts and in our bellies is the possibilities manifesting in us. And if you just step into that, if you just live into who it is you're meant to be, I think you'll blow yourself away. So you have a great story of being a fighter and just pushing forward no matter what with your first book. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I was an event planner here in Los Angeles and I had a lit agent reach out about writing a book and huge book nerds. This is a lifelong dream. And I wrote my first fiction book about the years I spent as a celebrity wedding planner. And we sent it to, as you do with a book, we sent it to every publisher on the planet and every single one turned it down. Every single one said, Hey, it's sweet, but nobody will buy this. And the very last day, the very last publisher called and said they weren't interested. I sobbed on my bathroom floor, the ugliest cry you've ever seen. (laughs) Like my dreams are over this childhood thing. It will never come true. I cried for about 30 minutes and I legitimately picked myself up off the bathroom floor, went to the kitchen, poured a glass of wine. And I Googled, how do you self-publish a book? And I self-published my first book and one person told another who told another who passed it to a friend. And six months later, when it had become an Amazon bestseller on its own through word of mouth, a publisher called and asked if they could buy that book and turn it into a series. And it launched my publishing career. And I just released two weeks ago, my sixth book. And I always tell that story because I like to remind people that even, even the experts don't get to tell you what your dreams can be. And if I had listened to every expert in the field, that book would still be sitting on my computer and I wouldn't be where I am today with a career in publishing. So I just, I mean, if you can't go in through the front door, find a window, slip down the chimney, but keep trying. I think most of success is just that you're the one who keeps showing up. Yes. So very true. Keep showing up. I love that. Okay. So we are going to move into the do's. So do number one is look for a community that will build you up. Now, I talk a lot about this, that you need to find your tribe. In fact, Mm -hmm. I did an entire episode about collaborations I've done in the past. So tell me what this one means to you. So for me, I love that saying that's like you're the combination of the five people you hang out with most. Because this is true for life. This is true for your friendships, your health, your marriage. If you hang out with people where you are the smartest one in your group of friends, if you're the most ambitious one in your group of friends, it's like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're the most ambitious of your friends, nobody's pulling you up. Nobody's helping you get to the next level. So I constantly try to challenge myself to make sure that I am in community with like-minded people. For me, this manifests as being an entrepreneur and a CEO as a woman is that there aren't a lot of people that I get to hang out with and talk to. So I strive really hard for friendships with other women in similar positions, especially if they're working moms, so that there's someone that I can connect with who will 
talk me through those hard times and also pull me up to the next level. So I think it's interesting because sometimes we hear this stuff like, oh, you need to, you need to find your tribe or you need to make sure that you're looking for your community. And it's like, well, where in the world do I find that? So the two things that I would say on this point are, one, a lot of my girlfriends, a lot of my friends in this position in my life don't live in my town. They're people that I've met through social media. We trade emails. We send text message. It's not about someone that you get to hang out with and have coffee every week. It's someone that you can have like a brain trust with that you can bounce ideas off of. The other thing that I will say is when I was younger in my career, I would hear all the time, find a mentor, find a mentor, find a mentor. And I was like, where is the mentor tree? Where does that exist? (laughs) Because I don't know how to find a mentor and I'm really struggling. And I have been blessed in my career. I think I have some of the most amazing mentors on the planet and they don't know that I exist. Dave Ramsey and Tony Robbins and Sheryl Sandberg and Oprah, anybody who I can gain wisdom from through podcasts and YouTube videos and books at the local library, there's so much wisdom online. You don't need to actually know these people to immerse yourself in their world and learn from their wisdom. Uh, So true. So true. Okay. I love these really tactical habits and suggestions that people can apply. So let's move on to do number two, install daily habits to emphasize your goals. Tell me about that one. So I'm a list maker. I like like a bullet journal. I'm all the things. But one of the things that I have changed in the last year, instead of writing down my goals, is I write down my big, crazy, 12 audacious goals and I write them as if they have already happened. So my example of this was about two years ago. And by the way, I write them down every single day. My journal has every single day, the 12 things that I'm working towards as if they've already happened. So for about two years, I would write in my journal, I only fly first class. I only fly first class. Now this, by the way, is when I'm in a middle seat on Southwest (laughs) in coach. And I don't know if you have to travel a ton for work. Oh, it's the worst seat in the house. Right? Yeah. So you're so tired, all these things. And I was just like, I want to make enough money or to be a speaker that is in such demand that people are willing to put me in the nice seats. And for two years, I wrote that down every day and writing it as if it's already happened, your brain, it's like it can't see any obstacles. It's like, all right, this is where we're going. But it helped like your brain will just figure out how to get you there. And I will tell you that today, this is super obnoxious, but I only fly first class. Amen. I love it. (laughs) Because that's one of my goals. So I love the idea of just big, audacious dreams. I write them down every single day. So I remember what it is I'm working toward and why we're doing these things that we're doing in the hopes of these dreams for myself. Okay. This is so good. This whole idea of manifesting. I love this conversation. Can you give me like one more tip or strategy you use for manifesting? Well, I'll tell you another one of my goals, which I've never talked about, but... So I am a huge fan of the Ramsey organization. I don't know if you know Dave Ramsey. So funny. Yes. I just hired my community manager, Angie, came from Ramsey. So yes, I'm very familiar. Best. And I have had the chance to go to their conferences and they're just, they're operating at the highest level. I admire them so much. And so when I went to, I'm I'm a big public speaker. And so when I went to my first day Ramsey conference, I was like, I'm going to speak on the stage. 
And I'm not going to speak on the one day event. I'm not going to speak on the business boutique, which is for women in business, which I love Christy Wright, but I'm like, I will speak on Dave Ramsey's stage. So wow. I will speak every day for a year and a half. I've written down. I speak on Dave Ramsey's stage. I speak on Dave Ramsey's stage. I can't oh even say God, I can't. This is so good. So I write this down every day. And I, so then I thought, okay, well, how do you get there? Well, you're going to need to, you're going to need to make some friends with people who work there. You're going to need to um, know whoever is booking those speakers. You're going to need to be on every podcast that Dave Ramsey has. You're going to, and now anyone who works for Ramsey is like, oh, that's why Rachel's been hanging out with us so much. (laughs) I have done their podcast. I'm like, let me add the most value to your life. And let me keep reminding you of what an incredible speaker I am. And the reason I'm so passionate about this is I go to a ton of business conferences and there are nine guys on stage and one woman. And I am vehement about the idea that you, it's hard for you to know that you can be something if you never see it. So for me, the idea of speaking on Dave Ramsey's stage or speaking on Tony Robbins stage or speaking on all of these men who are in business is because they don't put women there. And I want the women in the audience like me to know that anything is possible. So that's my why. And I write it down every day. And I will tell you what, I'm getting closer to speaking on Dave Ramsey's (laughs) stage. And when I do, I am going to show 700 journal entries fast forward in a video of how many times I wrote this down, because that that's another thing that people don't understand is how long it takes to build a dream. The idea of doing something audacious, of believing that you are capable of something great, that does not happen overnight. That is not a quick thing. So that's my thing that I'm currently manifesting. And when you all see me speak on that stage, you're going to be like, wow, she sure did write that down every day. So good. (laughs) Okay. When it happens, I got to have you send me a text so that I can give you a shout out on the podcast. I will. Absolutely. I love it. And one more thing I'll say about that is your why for wanting to speak on that stage is so good. And the fact that, you know, there's one woman out of all of those men that are on stage and you're passionate about getting up there and showing what's possible. Also, I love that you don't just journal about it, although that is huge and it's a big part of it. But you're out there getting on the podcast and making friends with the right people and networking. So it takes both. And that's awesome that you talk about that. Yeah, I would tell you that every piece of success I have had in my career is because I wrote down a goal and I worked backwards from the goal. Like, okay, if you someday want to be here, what are the 10 steps that are in between you and that goal? What can you work on right now today that'll take you just one inch closer? Oh, so good. Get into action. I always talk about that. Okay. So that is awesome stuff. I love it. But I really like this final do that we're going to talk about number three, and that is choose to make the time. And the reason Mm -hmm. I bring this one up and why I want you to talk about it is because I often have my students saying, Amy, how am I supposed to make business a priority and build this side hustle into a full-time job when I already have a full-time job? Mm -hmm. I've got a wife that needs me. I've got three kids. I've got a sick mom at home, whatever it is. I don't have time to build this business. And your do number Mm -hmm. three is choose to make the time. And I love this one. So please break it down. 
Yeah. So I have four children, which if anyone's wondering is the same as having 1000 children. (laughs) I have a full-time staff of 12. We have some of the biggest brands ever as our clients. I work full-time. I travel a ton. And I decided five years ago that books were going to be a priority for me. And it is incredibly time consuming. And that's the number one question. How do you find time to write? And my answer is always, Number one, I get up at 5 a.m. every single day. So you may have to sacrifice some of the things that you like doing, like sleep, in order to pursue your dream. The other question that I always ask people when they're like, I don't have, you know, I don't have time, I don't have time. I'm like, tell me about Game of Thrones last season. <laughs> tell me about This Is Us. Because I sound like such a jerk, but I haven't watched TV in eight years. Because you have to choose, right? Success is about choosing between what you want right now and what you want most. Okay, say that one more time. Success is about choosing between what you want right now and what you want most. Mm. So what you want right now is that you want to watch TV. What you want right now is that you want to go have cocktails with your friends. But what you want most, if that's really what you want, then you have to live your life with the intention that that's going to be manifest. You have to live every single day working toward that goal. Otherwise, you're just talking about it. If you tell me you don't have time, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to tell you that you're not allocating your time in the right way. So it's like, oh, but you're a mom. I find a way to bring my children on business trips. I find a way to incorporate them into the day. I find a way to to go away on my lunch break and hang out with my five-year-old. There's ways that you can do this so that you can win. I feel like I'm going to jump. I'm going to slowly move down off the soapbox. <laughs> so there are so many things that talk about work-life balance. And I think that that sort of exists as this idea of what we can and can't do and we're not living up in certain ways. When the truth is, I'm really into the idea that you can be excellent at home in your personal life and you can be excellent at your work. The way that you're excellent at both those things, that you find joy in both those things, is that you actually like doing both of them. When people feel out of balance, I think it's because there's an area in their life, either personal or work, that's really suffering. If you hate your job, you're never going to feel balanced. But I love what I do. I feel like it's the biggest blessing on the planet that I get to do this work. And so I wake up every day feeling like, man, how do I, how did I get here? This is, this is so fantastic. How do I keep living in a way that everybody is prospering in this space? That always feels balanced. That always feels centered. So you can make the time for anything that you're aspiring. Maybe it's your relationship, your marriage, or your work, but you've got to choose it. You got to stop talking about all the things that you want and actually start making moves that prove that. It's like if I audited your calendar, if I audited your life right now, what would I see? Would I see you living out the person you want to be or is it all just talk? Mm. I mean, ending this podcast episode with a little <laughs> tough love is not a bad thing. I am the queen of tough love. I like I, it. I, I say it all the time. I do not want to be your cheerleader. I want to be your coach. Ooh. A coach sees that there is there is something in you that maybe you don't see in yourself and challenges you to fight for it. And that is, that's the friend I want to be to you. So perfect. And such a great way to wrap it up. Where can listeners learn more about you and your new book? 
Uh, so the book is called Girl, Wash Your Face. And it is, this one is for women. I know you're, if your male readers are just dying to get inside a woman's mind, you can pick it up. But this is for <laughs> the ladies. It is available Amazon and Target and Barnes and Noble. And my favorite social platform is Instagram for sure. And I'm Miss Rachel Hollis over there. Awesome. We'll link to all of it in the show notes. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show. I can't wait for my audience to dive in and learn even more about you. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Amy. I super appreciate it. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Rachel as much as I have. I really loved that she shared some of those gritty truths that we tend not to vocalize, but we know that we're thinking and feeling them. So she brought them to the forefront, and I'm so glad that we got to discuss those and break them down. Now, don't forget that this episode is brought to you by my free masterclass, The Ultimate List Building Catch-Up Plan. If you are not list building yet, or if it's something that keeps being put on the back burner, now is the time. Sign up for my free masterclass to learn what it takes to get your list building platform in place. Go to amyporterfield.com forward slash list building, amyporterfield.com forward slash list building to get signed up right away. I can't wait to see you there and I can't wait to see you next week. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.